0: Hey, what's going on Redskins at this? It's your host Rod. We are back with pod 43 and there was no debate amongst the admins for this one. We knew it would be called the Larry Brown podcast. So digging into the vault a little bit, maybe a lot. I was born 81. Most of the listeners, perhaps of the admins were as well, at least in that time sphere. But Larry Brown drafted in 1969 by the Washington Redskins in round eight. Pick 191. Spent his entire eight-year career with the Washington Redskins. Uh, as a rookie, he joined a team that was coached by uh, the newly acquired coach, Vince Lombardi. Uh, and as a rookie, he posted a then-team record of 888 yards rushing. It was a really, really big part of their 7-5-2 and record. In 1969, he was the first Redskins running back in history of the franchise to gain more than a thousand yards in a single season. In 1970, and he was one of three Redskins to have ever been named as league MVP. And he was our first, Mark Mosley, and then Joe Theismann were second and third, respectively. Um, he's been voted to the 70 greatest Redskins of all time. His career, like many running backs, was cut short due to numerous injuries, and his jersey numbered number 43. It's not officially tired by the Washington franchise, but has not been issued to any other Redskins player since his retirement. So shout out to Larry Brown. I believe he still lives in Maryland, Owens Mills or something like that. So uh, pretty cool uh, history to go back and dig deep. So ladies and gentlemen, this week we are facing the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know what's up with the quarterback. We probably have a good idea. What's up with the running back. Um, that doesn't look like Antonio Gibson is going to be ready. Uh, so with that being said, Phil, Seattle's Seahawks, how do we match up?
1: It's an interesting matchup. It really is because Seattle, uh, they have a, a better record than we do, but they have had some inconsistencies pop up this year. Um you know, so uh, but it's been random points, it's very sporadic. There's no consistent theme with them. Their defense was trashed about the first nine, ten weeks of the season, and they've really picked up and been very respectable in the past few weeks, um, almost as effective as ours. Um, their offense has been was on fire for a while. Now it's been kind of hit or miss. Russ isn't quite uh the Russ we expect from him, being one of the league's best quarterbacks, devil disagree. But, you know, let's face it, Russell Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. And we, you know, he hasn't quite been as elite uh, lately. So we kind of match up well because their defense has played well, but it's not a great defense overall over the season. And our offense may be able to do something against that. At the same time, their offense is sputtering, and showing inconsistencies at a time that our defense is really becoming an elite, elite defensive unit, at least in this season. Um, so it's, it's it's an interesting matchup because you know we we I think that you know win or loss it's going to be a twelve round fight with these guys. You know nobody's going to run, run away with it. It's not going to be like the Niners game where the Niners had to fight from behind all game. It's going to be back and forth. We're going to be trading punches with these guys, one way or another.
0: No, I definitely agree. It's it's interesting like you said, um they started out the season much worse defensively than we were. They they had, from weeks 1 to 10, they had the 20th ranked defense as far as points per game goes. And that's for me, that's the only metric I truly care about, you know, sometimes the NFL will default to a Towards like yards per game allowed. I look at points. Points win or lose games. So yard, you can allow a thousand yards, but if you allow six points a game, you won the game. Um, so they were twenty eighth in the league weeks one to ten. In weeks eleven through fourteen, um, they, they have the fifth or excuse me, the third ranked defense with only fourteen and a half points allowed. When you look at the Washington football team, uh, weeks one to ten, we had the fourteenth ranked defense with twenty four points allowed. And then weeks 11 through 14, 14 14.3 with second best in the league. So we're pretty close defensively. Um, And with that, I don't really want to dig in too much. But, Steve, um, how are you feeling with with how we match up? For me, I'm kind of saying it's going to be defense. um, But how are you feeling?
2: Yeah, I think we're we're almost in the inverse of each other if you look at it. So they have a good offense despite Russell Wilson's kind of I'm not going to say he, he's on a, he's having a, not a slump, but he just had, he was off since the beginning of uh, November. You know, he's had, um, looks like six interceptions and six fumbles. Uh, but at the same time, he also threw 12 touchdowns. So, um, all in all, it's, it's Russell Wilson. He is a, he is an all pro. He's 36 touchdowns and, uh, 12 interceptions and he is one of the best in the league. So his, his running style is, subject to turnovers with uh from running and, and scrambling but that's okay so i think that their offense is high quality just like our defense and their defense is probably on the same level as our offense i guess you could say we're both kind of trending upwards take that for what you will so um i think we match up very well uh the spread i want to say is minus five in, in favor of seattle so it it'll, it'll be a good matchup
0: it's dude it's it's crazy i mean, you just you know quoted the, the 36 touchdowns 12 interceptions and he's slumping 3600 yards passing like that 70.4% completion percentage 109 qb rating that's a good that's a good season yeah for I most quarterbacks for like that. that's that is insane to me like it's it's insane and it's not only you it's it's league wide it's pundit wide it's podcast wide he was an mvp almost a lock the first half of the season, maybe up until week 10, 11. And then there's been a slide losing to the Giants, you know, kind of going in between. But it is, he is the X factor for me. When I look at how we match up, this will be Chase Young's biggest game of his career. I think this will be Montez Sweat's biggest game of his career. I think this will be Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen's biggest game of his career, and if Dwayne Haskins starts, it will, without a doubt, be the biggest game of his career.
2: Um, yeah, and you got to look at like the mobile, the mobile quarterback. The last one we faced, real mobile, mobile quarterback. Um, you know, we faced Lamar, we faced Kyler, and this defense didn't fare so well, if you, no, if you recall. They did not. So this has the uh, the potential. Granted, Russ doesn't run as much as he used to, but it has the potential to kind of trend in that direction so you're right the, the the defense is gonna have to really you know keep him in the middle of the field and don't let him get to the outside and then there's there's dk metcalf and tyler lockett you know two two almost basically thousand yard receivers are already there so um yeah should be interesting
1: very very interesting go ahead phil i, I see you getting ready to drop a point interesting point about how their offense runs they've thrown 450 passes this season 212 of those passes have gone to either Lockett or Metcalf. Mm -hmm. Almost 50% of their pass offense. To wide receivers. Plagues go to those two wide receivers. We're not even talking about a slot guy. We're not talking about tight ends. Um, So, and then the next highest guy in terms of targets is David Moore with 43. But both Lockett and Metcalf each have 106. So uh, those are the guys you gotta you gotta keep an eye on, you know. And if and if our secondary can play the way it has been, I think that we have to. We're gonna force Seattle to get out of their game a little bit, you know, because that's what they want to do in the passing game. Is it's Lockett and Metcalf all day. The numbers completely bear that out. So if if our we if we can't come up with a game plan to you're not taking them out, but to mitigate them.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Perhaps we try to lock down at least one of them. And and it's, it's interesting to see what Jack Del Rio. I'm, I'm very interested to see how Jack Del Rio is going to attack this. Um, should you shut down? If you can shut down one of them. I mean, um, Metcalf has been a little bit more capable with his reception, 69 receptions for, you know, 1180 yards. Um, Lockett has 81 receptions for 886 yards. So the average there is 7 yards difference per catch. Um, Touchdowns-wise, though, they're similar. I mean, 10 for Metcalf, 8 for Lockett. Um, We've we've fared pretty well as a passing defense, I think because our front four has been able to get to a quarterback. Um, And I'm probably going to segue into the Washington football team wins if segment of this podcast. I think we have to contain Russell Wilson, and and Steve, you spoke earlier about how uh, both Lamar Jackson and uh, Kyler Murray were able to break containment and, and and use their legs to their advantage. We have to be very careful that Wilson isn't rushing, you know, eight times for fifty-four yards, but six of those times were for first downs, and you know, on, on third and eight or something like that, something crazy where. He's continuing a, a drive or a possession because he's using his legs. Um, I think that will just be demoralizing, and that will cripple us. So, Steve, Washington football team wins if what?
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Rod. They have to contain Russell Wilson. And it's, it's exactly like you said. He's not going to run like Kyler and Lamar you know, for those 20, 30, 40-yard scampers. All he's going to do, he's going to get that first eight time, yards, and he's going to slide. Slide. Yes. get that seven yards, and he's going to slide because yep. he's so smart. And that's Mm -hmm. going to kill us. And what it's going to do is really, we're really going to find out if our middle linebacker play has improved because on those previous two games that we just talked about, the middle linebackers could not, they could not contain that quarterback when they scrambled. So we're going to see how well Cole Holcomb really is playing. You know, I think, what was it? The PFF uh, rated him as, I forget as far as his grade. You said it, you said it two pods ago, I think Uh, very high up there.
0: I think he's very high. I'm trying to log in right now and look it up while you're talking.
2: So I, I think we have to contain Russell Wilson. And I think if we do that, everything else will fall into place. I think there'll be some coverage sacks. There'll be some, um, you know, some, some stops up the middle. They don't have much of a running game. Chris Carson's good. Carlos Hyde is good, but um, they're kind of spread out. I think one of them has 500 and Russell Wilson is the second leading rusher with 423 yards. So contain Russell Wilson and everything else falls into place.
0: Yeah, and Cole Holcomb, just that stat for you guys. Uh, listen out there. So he's out of position rank out of eighty-six uh, qualifying linebackers. He's tenth um, overall grade of seventy-six point one. His rushing defense sixty-six point nine, passing rush uh, defense sixty-eight point five, and then coverage defense seventy-six point one. Um, so shit. Yeah, it's you. You hit the hit. Then you know the the nail right on the head. Um, Cole Holcomb has to step up. Um, we expect a lot of him. He's rated pretty well. I mean, to be number ten out of eighty-six, like that's that's a hell of a percentage, especially for you know a, a fifth-round draft pick to be Foreman at the level he is. So, yeah, uh, keep keep Russell contained. Uh, spy him if you have to. Um, but just play disciplined football, I think, is really the key that we're looking for uh, as we move forward with this uh, matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Phil, how are you feeling about the Washington football team and what is going to make us successful? What will we
1: win if I we have, I have a different one, but just real quick. Yeah, yeah. I do think that one thing that helps us is that we have a pair of very athletic linebackers in KPL and Holcomb, and we have pretty much gone to a nickel defense. We, that was our prime defense the past couple games is a four two five so I think that with our ability to naturally be able to stop the run having those guys out there we can we can you know, we'll have six guys in coverage you know kpl in the flat Holcomb can spy and then you have the other five defensive backs so I mean i do think I think our base coverage plays well into into that game plan The Washington football team wins if our offense does not go one-dimensional now, no AG, no baby mixing, word to Ellie, um, but McKissick, we, we it didn't seem like we ran the ball well last week, but you know we ran the ball effectively enough. We need to do a little bit better this week, and I think Seattle's defense may be one we can, but if, no matter if it's Dwayne or Alex, we can't, rely on the quarterback to bail us out and to win the game for us we don't have quarterbacks none of our quarterbacks have proven that they will go and lead us to a win in a tough game i mean you know alex has brought us back in close situations but he hasn't converted those into wins it's just made it competitive games and in the other games we won we've won either going away or holding the lead so what i would like to see is Whatever our game plan is, it should be predicated on having a solid enough run game. Now we did sign Lamar Miller this week. I'm hoping he has, you know, some juice left in the tank, just enough for a run for the rest of the season, maybe into the playoffs. Did I just say the P word? Mm. I said playoffs, didn't I? <laughs> but um The P word. The P word. But it sounds, so, um,
0: sounds so disgusting. I love it though. <laughs> It sounds disgusting when you're a Washington football team fan, and it's, it's exactly. such a rare topic to discuss. So, yeah. Go ahead, Phil. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> but nonetheless, if – and I actually like that saying. I've had some people kind of be like, who, what, Lamar Miller? Well, The dude's 29. Yeah, he had an ACL injury last year, but he before that, he hadn't shown any signs of slowing down. Not at all. So I, I'm hoping – that's the kind of move, by the way, that you do see – a playoff contender Ooh, and a God. smart team. I know what's going, make, on? what's going on. That's a smart pickup. <sighs> when have we ever had a mid pickup like that, that it was <laughs> smart. That just, it, you know, and, and maybe it will it'll turn out not to be, but it looks just like a lot of moves. You see this more in baseball, by the way, teams make a trade deadline for a playoff run. The Nats for, have been really good at doing that. Um, and we kind of just did. We may have done. That. I'm not going to say it is, but it looks like one of those veteran moves when it comes to a front office. You know, you pick up that veteran, got a little bit of juice left in the tank, carries you through the rest of the season. And if he and McKissick and Barber can do enough to take the pressure off the passing game, we win.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I mean, Lamar Miller. It's it's weird to see a a player with nine years experience. 29 years old on the practice squad with the Bears, so uh, yeah.
2: that
0: that's that's awesome. I mean, when when the, I think Demar Daisy posted in the group, um, the Redskins' X group on Facebook, and uh, I was like, holy hell, like, what the hell is he doing on a practice squad? COVID rules, you know, 2020 has been extremely odd for us, but this this could be. I won't really call it a diamond in a rough because we know his capability. He's been a very good. He's been a household name for a couple of years before his ACL injury last year. Um, his only. Only game this year has been uh week ten versus the Vikings. He had two receptions for six yards. Um, and that's it. You know, no rush no rushing attempts or anything like that. Um and I'm hoping I I, I have to try to go back and pull that game and that look at that footage before our um our post game or pre game uh discussion on Sunday, but I, I would like to see if he has any of that burst and that capability that, you know, we all remember him having with the Dolphins and then the Texans. So uh, uh, But
2: the bad if, part is we're, we're not going to see him this weekend because yep. of the COVID, COVID protocols. I think it's 10 days. So we'll see oh, him no against the, the Panthers. Oh, yeah, he's is not, it? He's, yeah, he's not. any Any player oh. that joins your team basically has to – You know, quarantine and isolated. You can't come around for ten days. So
1: I thought that um, since he was on a practice squad and already under COVID protocols, standard COVID protocols for teams, that was exempt.
2: I don't know. That's what I read earlier. I'll I'll try. Okay. Thanks a lot, Killjoy. I I know. Steve ruining the pod. Let's talk about injuries though, real quick. So (laughs) go ahead, brother. Pete Carroll takes a page out of uh, Bill Belichick's book, and they had twenty mofo's on the damn injury report to start the week. Now, they're they're down to uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that have a status. Um, but, you know, it looks like all their big big players are going to play. Um, I was hoping Jamal Adams wouldn't play because he's a damn good safety. That's something we're going to have to watch out for. That dude's a big hitter, you know. Um, and what hurts us is, you know, we don't have Gibson, Alex Smith. We know his situation. They're saying he's going to rest – Ron said he doesn't need to play. He doesn't need to practice all week. He could still play, which I think that's a strategic move. Yes. And KPL hasn't practiced all week as well. So that that's not a good sign. Uh, he's an ankle, oh. he's nursing. Um we'll see Friday. Friday's statuses will be a little more telling because usually if you don't practice, usually if you don't practice Thursday, you don't play, but who knows? I just wanted to get the injury report out there. And another thing I want to throw out there for injuries is they just reactivated um, Greg Olson off the IR on uh, yesterday. So I don't know if that, and it, he's been practicing all week. So I don't know if that means that he's going to play, not sure, but it, it's out there. It was a status. Um, and we're also going to see our old boy um, um, Quentin Dunbar. He got reactivated off of the uh, IR on the 14th. And he has every intention of playing, but Pete Carroll I'm hasn't announced sure. whether he's gonna play or not. Of course he does. And um, so yeah, we'll see. Good thing we don't have uh, so Trey Flowers is a pretty good quarterback cornerback they have. He's uh, he's gone for the season as of uh, last Saturday. So one less person we've got to worry about.
0: Damn, dude. I'm I'm looking at Seattle's uh, injury list right now and that is impressive. It looks like a Redskins. Injury list from like 2015 to 2018. <laughs> holy hell! I mean, yeah, if if he's pulling if he's pulling a Belichick, you know, and Pete Carroll, and then just listing a bunch of random dudes, then holy hell, like that's good job because it, it is confusing and you, it it is very hard to game plan. Um, we don't know. The tendencies of the you know, the opponent that you're going against, but it is also nice, you know, on the inverse side to look at the Washington football team and see only what six people listed on wow. the injury list. Like
2: it's it's beautiful. Now, what okay. does suck is not having um, the Shazer Everett back there. I, I think that would really help against DK because you hit a couple, you hit some wide receivers a couple times, and they get a little shook going across the middle, or whatever. And we don't have that right now. So,
0: although DK Metcalf is pretty big, I'm not sure if the Shaver the Shazer Everett would hit him in in. Shake him up from in the middle, but who knows?
1: Everett would yeah. try. He, he would, would definitely try. try. <laughs> he
0: he does he does have a heart of a line. I will give him that. I will. Shazer
1: Everett plays that. free safety as if he, as if he's gunning punts every play? Oh, yeah, like Man. that's a, I love that about him. Like it's it drives me nuts, but he's gotten smarter. About taking angles and so forth. So he's been a lot more effective this year. Early on in his career, it was just like, Oh god, dude. <laughs> Don't late hit somebody,
0: please. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 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 with you. He's uh he's he's gotten better though. He's definitely gotten better, but at, at times, yeah, he was kind of not really a loose cannon, but he but was just
1: he would drill people. This does give a shot to your boy rod, Jeremy Reeves. True. I like him. I like him.
0: He's um I mean he's like what he, I've seen so far he, too he's he's had some huge plays the past couple of weeks. Um I believe he was undrafted as well. So um anytime you get someone like that making big plays, I think he used to play for Philly as well um before he came to us. Reeves, right? I'm almost positive. Know, let me take a look. I'm almost no. positive he was uh, signed by Philly before he came to us. I don't think we signed him as an undrafted free agent. I think Philly did. But uh, anyways, yeah, I mean it's it's an it's an interesting season that we're we're six and seven, we're in first place in our division. It's an evaluation season, and you're you're getting a pretty decent amount of diamonds in the rough um, that will have pretty, you know negotiable contracts moving forward in the next couple of years. Um, And especially with the salary cap going down, that's that's, uh, always nice to see. So with that, I guess we're kind of jumping forward in predictions. Um, This pod is flowing along pretty smoothly tonight. So predictions for the Seattle Seahawks game. I'll jump in first. Um, I will be the voice of malcontent, perhaps. I don't see us being the Seahawks. I really don't. Um, That's just kind of predicated upon the fact that the Giants swept us. The Giants beat the Seahawks. And the Seahawks' defense, for what it's worth, they're not the Legion of Boom. But they are trending upward at a time that doesn't fit well with our offense. Um, We still have questions at quarterback. People love Alex Smith. People hate Alex Smith. People love Dwayne Haskins. People hate Dwayne Haskins. We don't know who's going to be our quarterback, um, but if it's Dwayne or Alex, the 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 common denominator is Scott Turner. I don't think Scott Turner can call an offensive game plan that's going to rival what Seattle is going to do on the offense. So um, it's going to be a defensive shootout, but I'm going to say our prediction would be uh, Seattle uh, – I don't think we'll let them get away. So I won't put the score too high. So I'll say Seattle 21 and I'll say Washington football team 13. Um, So I think that's realistic um, with what we have on the field. Hopefully we have two defensive touchdowns as we did last week and we shocked the world. We shock Rod. I'm feeling really good. Um, But 21, 13 is my prediction. Uh, Phil, what say you?
1: Well, um, I'm, I'm pulling up the odds here. Um, okay, everything's playing in my favor here. Um, <laughs> I'll explain why in a second. Um, realistically speaking, I'm kind of in your camp. I don't see Seattle running away with it. Unfortunately, I, I, just, I see Seattle's having just one more play in them than we than we do, and, it, and when the game comes down to it. I really want us to kick Seattle's ass just because Seattle is has been a thorn in our side. Two of the last three times we've been eliminated from the playoffs, it's been Seattle. Um, actually, three of the last four times we've been to the playoffs, it's been Seattle. Let's kick this out of there. Um, I just... I don't know. I respect their franchise. I just hate losing to them for some reason because we always seem to lose to them in key games. And I think we're going to probably end up losing this one. Another reason why I hate them is that my most recent ex-girlfriend is a Seattle Seahawks fan, so I really want to beat them for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, I see it as – it's going to be a close game, but I see us losing 24-20. Seattle's going to win 24-20. Right now, Seattle is a six-point favorite. And the over-under is 44-and-a-half, so I'm, I would say play the under and play Washington because I don't see us losing by six. It's going to be close.
0: Now, Steve, how, how you feeling, brother? What's your uh, – Oh, man, I, I
2: thought in? it was – I thought the over-under was five, but if it's changed – so you guys kind of already said it. I It's going to be a very tight game for the most part, but – I think Seattle's gonna have the slight edge and it's mostly because of our limitations on offense. And this offense, their defense is trending up. So uh, I'm gonna go with Seattle 30 and Washington 24. That's my score.
0: So ladies and gentlemen, with with that, you got you got three of us on the pod and we're all saying that Seattle's gonna win. That doesn't mean that we want them to win. We're not rooting for them to win. It's just a realistic take. You know, some people kind of get pissed off uh, when they look at you know what we're saying and, and who we predict to win. Uh, you will see, you know, NFL Network, Fox Sports Analysts, CBS, people screenshot it in the group on Twitter and say, Oh, you know, fuck these guys are they're, uh, they're 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 you know, picking against us. I don't take it personal. Um, I think it's just realistic of, as to where we are as a football team. Um, we're sort of punching above our weight class, um, standing at six and seven. We're better than perhaps a lot of folks expected. I, I predict at six and 10. I think, Phil, you predicted the same. Um, seven
1: and nine is why. Seven I and nine. Here, so, so, I mean,
0: we're we're well within the realm of, I guess, expectations for this football club. Um I just didn't think that at six and seven in December, we'd be talking playoffs. So I think that's what changes the whole dynamic of this discussion with the Washington football team. Um, and the I'd funny very... part
2: is with all of our records Robbie predicted in the preseason. And this, yeah. this was all of Dwayne Haskins as the starter. Yes. And it's funny that they, the record, it still might end up at this near this, around what we all predicted.
0: Exactly. And and we're definitely, folks, please, if you're on Facebook, you're part of the group, tune in Sunday because we will, I'm sure, talk about the quarterback scenario ad nauseum because we'll have a more finite, you know, proof, you know, uh, as to who will be starting. But, yeah, that that's a perfect point to make, Steve. We all thought that the dude who would be learning the offense would have us finishing with six wins um and it hasn't been that way I mean he got one win in his his four starts uh alex has gotten his what, what four wins in his starts and I think uh Kyle got us one win as well um so it's yeah it's it, it's an odd season you know we're we're trying to rebuild but we're trying to fight for a divisional crown we're trying to fight for a playoff position um right wrong and indifferent I'm, I'll never really actively root for losses. Chase Young has been phenomenal. I'm so happy we have that kid. I hope he is a a, a, a Washington football team player, Redskin for his entire career. Um, but I want to win games last year as well. Um, I just and I say it and I think Phil goes against me. I, mean, you know, he, I don't know if you agree with me, Phil, when I say like the winds are hollow. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Um, for me, though, it just it doesn't feel like it's a dirty win. I just, I still have so many questions about the quarterback and it, it really, it irks me when people say, Oh, well next year we're going to uh, have a, a veteran quarterback and we'll probably draft someone or we'll evaluate someone else. It's like, well, what are we doing this year? So, I mean, it, I don't want to beat the dead horse. We're going to talk about it Sunday for sure. But um, yeah, it's uh it's interesting to be
1: six and seven and you, you still don't know where we're going in the quarterback position. So I understand everything you're saying like i I totally get your perspective um i'm just i've never been one it, i think what happened was i don't think this was the intended goal for the season going into it. I think the fact that our division was lackluster overall saw an opportunity to do to to build momentum moving forward as far as They talk about culture change and all that. What's the biggest culture issue we've had with this team is a failure to win consistently. And a lot of these guys aren't used to playing. Let's face it. They're not used to playing meaningful football in December, not in the past two seasons or so, not since 2016. So, and we have a young team. A lot of these guys weren't here in 2016. And I think that playing meaningful football, in December, and being in that playoff hunt, it changes how you prepare, it changes your mindset. And I think so, I think that the good that comes from this goes beyond just if we were able to snatch a division crown. Division By the way, if the playoffs were to start today, we'd play Seattle in, in the wild card, go figure. Uh, so this may be a playoff
0: Playoff preview. preview, Yes. I saw that graphic on Fox sports earlier. Absolutely, man.
1: So, but at the same time, it's just one of those things where with this run, especially the defense has been playing like a playoff team. And so you see that preparation, you see that They're mentally focused. They're physically prepared. That, Carries over if you've mentally checked out by mid November. You don't only have the whole off season, but you've got half the regular season, and you're just mentally just not in game mode the way you want your players to be. Yes, we're gonna have questions moving forward, biggest one being quarterback. But it seems like in the process of this, we've really we seem to have uh found some solutions where we thought there were gonna be issues. You know we seems like we have a tight end now, you know we're seeing cam Sims I'd like to see more out of them, but our passing out like last week our passing offense was crap everywhere, so with no matter who was a quarterback, so San Francisco had the answers it seemed um but we're seeing guys like cam Sims making making their appearances, making some presence felt more than they ever de- did any other time before um you know, we've learned that we have a stud, Antonio Gibson. We've learned a lot about this this offense. We finally have put together an offensive line that is competent. So, I would, I, I, I feel like we've we're finding answers, and that even if we can't upgrade in certain areas, line and so forth, we just can't find the right guys. We still have the guys that we have to fall back on that we know they can perform to this low. The quarterback question—that's one we're, we're going to, have to deal with—but you can't answer it now.
2: And there's something to be said about if you ever heard the phrase, "You, you have point. to learn." You have to learn how to win. You ever heard that phrase before? You have to learn how to win. Yeah. So I, I think this young guys—it's—they're it, getting it early. They, they haven't gotten it before. So it's just, it's kind of nice. It's one of those intangibles I think that we'll see benefiting no matter what happens
1: this, the rest of the season. They've they've, I, they've learned. Yeah. I, mean, you know I mean, if, if we were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and they just put all the, the rookies and young guys in and just said, get some experience, I'd understand. Um, but you have that opportunity to teach these guys how to win, how to prepare to win, and how to act like you've been there. Because you won last week.
2: You won the week before. Do you guys guys, guys remember the last time we played them, 2017? Remember, Kirk Cousins was our quarterback, and he threw that bomb to Josh Doxson, and he sprawled out on the sideline and caught it right near the goal line, and we end up beating Seattle... Um, I don't know if it was raining that day. It was definitely a night game or an evening game or a late game, but it was man.
1: it was a late afternoon game, so yeah, it was yeah. dark by the time I remember yeah. it was. Yeah. The yeah. game was awful. Like we were, it, it was it was in terms of just like it was just two teams just standing yeah. in, at the fifty yard yeah. line punching each other.
2: And Mike Quick, Mike, Mike Quick made a phenomenal catch from from Kirk that game. Those two guys, Doxen and Quick, made nothing all game, but those two catches and, and won the game for us. So so hey, real quick though. We've been going the last two
0: games. Was it uh, white on white? Uniforms? You
3: yeah, think they change
0: it up? Well, we're supposed to be home, right? In Seattle, or is this a away game? Uh, I think it's an away game.
1: Is Let it? Let me double check. Let me double check. Let me double check. Yeah, i, I seen on no, Twitter. It's a, said, it's, it's a home game. It's a home game. game. So I, I, I saw a couple on. of
0: folks saying, hey, all white has, has helped us with our away games. Let's go to all burgundy. Yeah. Um, no! <laughs> I no. Say, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I don't know. Fucking hell, be all white at home. I don't give a damn, man. Like
2: yeah, no, stick with what's working. <laughs>
0: stick with what's working, absolutely. Like it's it's nuts. I'll tell you what though, you're you're just talking about, you know, learning how to win, you know. Um I love Chase Young's mentality following the last game. Uh he was interviewed on ESPN and he said, Hey, we're not done yet. I like to think what would Kobe Bryant do? He wouldn't be smiling. He put his head down and keep working until he achieved what he wanted to achieve. That's the vibe of the team right now. We're not satisfied. And, he, and that was in direct response to being, you know, asked, you know, how do you feel about becoming for you know first place in the NFC East? Um they're they're on a mission. They're on a mission. You know, it's we, we look at the six and seven record, and I, I try to temper expectations. I think we all do. Um, and, and try to be realistic, but the team is—they believe in themselves, and that's that's the first step in being a competent, capable franchise in this league. Believing in yourself and and actually coming to work every Sunday, every Monday night, every Thursday night, and believing that you have a, a legitimate boxers punchers chance in winning a game and getting a knockout. We haven't had that in so long. So I love the mentality. I, I, I joke. I know I, I'll, I'll say it again. I've been calling Ron Rivera, Ronaldo Rivera, um, because I am a little bit petty, and I'm pissed off with the quarterback evaluation situation. Um, but he has my favorite franchise in the discussion across the league. National media is talking about the Washington football team. Chase Young is the banner photo of the NFL Twitter account. Like it's just it's it's almost mind blowing, but it's also insulting at the same time. When you think, "Okay, you didn't show us any love as the Redskins, and we've had success in 2012, 2015, uh, but now what?" the Washington football team in the NFL wants to kind of, not really help us out, but help us out. So fuck you. Don't do that yet. Like like, it's just you you didn't believe in us. You 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 left us in the pits. It's very rare that we see the Washington football team on national-level games. I mean, 0-16 fucking Jets are on Thursday night football. And, and granted, no one knew that they'd be, you know, winless this week of the season, um, this far into the season. But still, we have no, other than Thanksgiving, we have no primetime games. Maybe we get flexed um, later in the season. I don't see that happening. But you never know. Week 17 may be... Winning in type game, if the Redskins win, or Washington football team wins against Philly, they win a division. So who knows? Maybe that becomes a flex game, regardless of Philly's record. Um, but hey, keep fighting, guys! Keep fighting, team. Uh, we believe in you. We want you to be successful. So
1: I love the fact that this team has not won the same way every time. Yeah, I love the fact that it's it's the only consistency has been the defense. Other than that, it's just been the defense. I think Phil
0: caught up, but the the defense definitely needs to um, continue playing how they're doing. I think the offense needs to step up. Phil, you had you had cut out uh, a little bit, by I didn't hear you.
1: Okay, no, I was say is that the only consistency has the only consistent thing has been the defense. But I like that one game. It's we're running the ball really well. The Pittsburgh game, our offense came through the air. San Francisco, we had no you know, real consistent offense. So the defense took over scoring points.
3: Um, I like to where we when we're
1: having deficiencies, whether it be can't throw the ball, can't run the ball, something. I like that we're finding different ways to make it happen because it just it also kind of creates that mindset that one hands picking up the slack for the other. And I I, I like that. I, I I just I like that they're not having to lean on just one offensive player. You know, like 20, 2012 it was RG3 and 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 Alfred Morris all year. Yeah. You know, 2015 we were riding riding on Kirk's arm. This year we're riding on 11 guys on defense.
0: Feels good. <laughs> Feels good, man, to have a legitimate, you know, complimentary football team where like you said, mm-hmm. we're leaning on eleven guys and not just one or two.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh hell, boys, shout outs. Shout out. So shout out I'ma just give a, a generic shout out, but you know, thanks to all the Redskins, I actually do dial in and listen to the podcast on, on you know, weekly basis daily basis however you may tune in if you replay that the, the podcast or not um, it means a lot to us We really try to put out good content uh, that resonates with the fan base and, and is relatable so uh, no specific person in particular but just the Redskins as a whole um, thank you for being a part of what we think is the best podcast about the Washington football team uh, Phil who are your shout outs mm-hmm
1: uh shout outs we got some uh I going to shout out a couple different guys here um Alex Bate Bells Films Drone Thrash um all these dudes who are in here and, and and just
3: want to constantly
1: um sorry guys it they're you're not, your opinion Your opinion is not going to be shared by everybody. They're talking about our man Haskins and they, they hate the dude. Uh, that That is nothing. <laughs> you're not, you, know, you You can't sit there because these are the types of people who also say that we're the haters and we're negative. No, we'll let y'all spout this opinion and then there's, you're going to have your, 20 people in your comments that that agree with you and the 20 that disagree with you. But can you all talk about something other than the quarterback position? Please. There Can you discuss something else? Or are you that obsessed and fixated on one man's nuts? I agree. Steve, who gets your shout
2: outs some snow and some sleet up here in the d c area appreciate that um would you yeah, all get up there, did, Steve? We got about three inches of snow and then it turned to rain and sleet and then it froze overnight and then uh couldn't get into any of my vehicles this morning, which was pretty nice, pretty awesome
3: um but yeah not not not, not a whole lot of roads are pretty. Bad. Who don't know? Steve lives
1: up in in the D.C. metro area now. I am formerly from the area. I'm now living out in the shadow. So, damn, yeah, nice,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and thanks to
2: everyone, like Rod said, to keeping the group live. I mean the 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 Facebook group has been popping lately uh the live threads are on point we're really trying really hard to give away these prizes at some point we might have to just (laughs) find whoever's the closest total point we'll we'll come up with something but we're really trying to give you guys these prizes and and keep you guys engaged so much love to everybody and um yeah love love love, uh kicking it with you guys so
0: yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, you know, Pod 43 is, is wrapping up. But, um, you know, Redskins Addicts, like I said, thank you for tuning in. And uh, check in with us on Sunday. We'll be going live about an hour before uh, kickoff uh, in the Redskins Addicts group. So tune in and watch us chat about the the, uh, the upcoming game versus Seattle Seahawks. And we'll give some updated uh, analysis for you guys. So uh, without further ado, take care. Be safe. Hail. Peace. Peace.